Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day and Spitwater. Spitwater high-pressure cleaners, tools, not toys, tough and ready. Sharks versus Dragons, Thursday, 7.50 at Pointsbet Stadium. Sharks team news, no changes to the teams that beat the Bulldogs in round 16. Toby Rudolph is named in the reserves and could play. Dragons, Hunt has been named to play. Suley, Bird are both out. Moga starting at centre. Murdoch Masilla starts at the second row. How do you see this playing out, Smithers? Yeah, it's a, well, I, I called the game last week, the Dragons v. the Warriors, and they were, well, it was, a, it was a messy game, right? It was a messy game the first 40 minutes. The Warriors weren't great either, but then they kicked away second half. They played you know, some pretty good footy. The Dragons, though, they're, like, their defence out wide, they just, I don't know, they just, they, they looked a little bit lost. They looked, they looked like they lacked a, a little bit of commitment. They, they, they were making fairly good decisions, right? So when, when the Warriors came um, with their long shifts and they were playing out the back to those sweep runners, like they made good decisions to come out and jam, but then they just, they didn't commit themselves to make the tackle, Kempi. And we all know, particularly you know, yourself, you know, defending out wide as a, as a winger, if you make a decision to come in to stop the football, you actually got to meet the man with the ball and shut the ball down. Every time the Dragons, you know, chose to shoot out of the line and, and, to come and try and stop the ball, they 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 looked like they were they they were half committed to what they decided to do, and the Warriors just went around them. Like hence the the four tries to uh, Wateni Zelezniak in the end, and then they they went down the other edge as well. Um, you know the Warriors and scored tries. So that you know, I'd like to think that they've addressed that their defensive issues. You know the coach and the captain both come out and said that that was an embarrassing performance, particularly. Yeah, you know, when it was Jack DeBellin's, was his two hundredth game. Mm. Like it's a fair milestone yeah. for a guy that's been there for a long time, and they just they just did not turn up. I'd like to see some sort of response from them this week. Couple of injuries: Moses Sully, well, he had a head knock. Jack Bird, he looked like he was um, carrying like some sort of lower leg sort of foot injury for the most part of that game. So they got some fit players back in it. Sharkies, look, where where are the sharks at right now? Like they're sitting fourth, right? They've had three buys, I know, and we have to continue talking about this. I'm boring the listeners now, but they're you know they're sitting high on the ladder with all their buy points. They got six points for buys. Um, I, I I don't know if they're actually a top four team right now. I I, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. And I'm not going to go off. I'm not taking too much of their recent form because the last game they played was against the Dogs. Of course, they had last week was um, a buy round for them. Uh, and previous to that Dogs game, they got smashed by Melbourne, and they they just I don't know they 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 didn't look didn't look anywhere near a top four footy side. So um, this is a I reckon it's a bit of a danger game myself for the Sharkies, mate. Derby, local derby as well. And in regards to the Sharkies, the problem that they face them like basically from a season perspective is. Until they play a top four side, they'll always be questioned. Guys, when you get up against a top eight side, you struggle. And I think that they're 0 from 6 when it comes to playing top eight sides this year. Um, Get Tommy to check that maybe for us. But I'm pretty sure they're 0 from 6 in playing top tier sides. So they're in this really tough spot of even if they go out and win every match because their draw for the next three weeks, I think, is purely bottom tier sides. Even if they go and win every match convincingly, there'll still be this sub, maybe subconscious, maybe conscious. 
we haven't beaten the top tier sides, guys. Like, so we don't know where we're really at. Their first real test, I think it's the Warriors in maybe three or four weeks. Um, now the Warriors are currently a top eight side, but I need to see the Sharkies against the Panthers, against the Broncos at full strength. The Storm, obviously, they've just played them and got towed up, but it, against the Storm again, uh, the, even the Rabbitohs playing good footy. That's their biggest concern is when they get up against the top tier sides, they don't just just lose; they get beaten quite convincingly at most mm. in most cases. And and that was that was the most part of last year as well. Like yeah. They didn't they didn't do so well against the the top teams last year, and I guess that was a direct reflection of how they left the competition as well. They went out in straight sets. Golden opportunity they gave themselves with the first round of the semifinals, playing at home against North Queensland, and yeah. they and they bombed it. They bombed it, and then which forced them into you know backing up the following week, and and they were just bundled out easily. So that's you know that's where I'm thinking with I'm just I'm just unsure about exactly where this team's placed at the moment. Are they a top eight side? Yeah, I'd say they're a top eight side, but I think they're a little bit off being a top four team at the moment. Well, so they uh, Tommy's found for us. They've only one win against a current top eight side, but that was the Eels when the this was round two, and we yeah, all know two. the Eels started the season not a top eight side. So basically, they're yet to beat a side that's in the top eight when they're playing them. Wow, that's pretty damning stat, it, isn't it? Yeah, it's re- really concerning for the Sharkies, and it, I think it's you know it's it would be so frustrating for fans because we can all see it. We when it clicks. We can all go, wow, like this is a team that could go toe-to-toe with everyone. But the problem is, is when they do get toe-to-toe with the top-tier sides, they just don't seem to be able to keep the same, I guess, keep the same energy in the game that they do against teams that are a bit lower. In regards to the Dragons, like, boys, like, backs against the wall. If you don't have enough motivation now, what are you playing rugby league for? You know, everyone's writing you off. Everyone's talking smack. You know... Although it would hurt a little bit to hear Hunt wanting to leave, I'm sure all those boys love Benny, care about Benny, and would maybe understand his situation. Mm. This is a setup. This is a setup for a great, great win. They're paying six seventy apparently at the moment. Six seventy head to head. Oh. oh, I just think for the Dragons, like you're sitting last on the table. You know who? Like you need to get out there and, and just have a little bit of pride in your performance. Really, that's all it comes down to. Like, do you enjoy sitting on the bottom of the ladder? Do you, do you enjoy looking at that ladder? You know, hearing comments from people about you know your, your your performances and lack of you know sort of effort at times in in your matches. Like, you know, last week the the coach and the captain, as I said earlier, they come out and said it was embarrassing. They actually um, apologised to their fans mm. for for the way they played. So. You know, if there was ever a game or a week that they're going to try and turn that around and respond, it's it's got to be, it's got to be this weekend. Mm. It's got to be this weekend against the Sharks. Now our uh, our same game multi SEN leagues same game multi. Now I just want to say first of all, I didn't put this together, so don't get angry at me. Don't get angry at me if it doesn't go on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all jokes aside, all jokes aside. SEN league same game multi for this game. Sharks thirteen plus. Katoa, two plus tries. Nikota, anytime try scorer, that gets you $9.25. SEN League, same game multi. Now, let's get into the Warriors v. the Rabbitohs. Friday, 6 p.m. at Go Media Stadium, Auckland. Go Media Stadium? What? Mm. Is that like a new name? 
Oh, well, there we go. Go there media. Go. Okay, okay. They're making moves over there in New Zealand. Uh, Warriors <laughs> team news. Mitch Barnett returns from suspension uh, and replaces the suspended uh, Marata Niakora. Rabbitohs team news. Cheekam replaces suspended host at second row. Havili and Mitchell join the bench. How do you see this, Smithers? Look, I'm, I think the Warriors at home, Kempi, I'm really impressed with the way they're playing at the moment. They look very happy. They look very confident. Um, you know, watching Sean Johnson go about his business, particularly in his second half last week, was, was really impressive. He's playing some great footy. It's, it's, um, it's been reported already. You know, like he's playing some of the best football that he's played in his career. I was actually um, playing against him when he was you know, through that period of you know, 2011, 12, 13. He actually took the Warriors to a grand final in 2011 where when he's confident, he, he takes on the opposition through you know, running the football, you know, his kick-chase game, um, you know, his willingness to you know, throw a long ball and back himself to throw a long ball. Um, it's just, it's all there at the moment for Sean Johnson. Mm. And, and I think, you know, whether he's feeding off, you know, some of the other guys at the moment or, or they're feeding off him, but it's just, it looks like they've got a really good balance at the moment and a really good feel within their group. And then, and then what they're doing is they're embracing the challenge of when they travel away from, um, New Zealand, traveling away from their home ground and taking on, you know, the teams over here in Australia and just embracing that road trip and getting those tough victories. So going back home, particularly uh, against the Rabbitohs, who are just, mate, I don't know what's happened to the Rabbitohs. Mm. Well, well, I'll tell you what's happened. They've they've forgotten how to defend. That's what they've done. Well, that that was super impressive in the in the opening what ten rounds of this year, where I think they only conceded maybe it was a tick over a hundred points. Might have been one hundred and thirty, roughly about one hundred and thirty points right in the first ten rounds. They've conceded that in the last five games. Yeah, I think. Wow. And so they went on that little run there where they'd won six games in a row. And everyone you know, started talking about, well, look at this rabbit side. Impressive. You know, a lot of people had them as possibly going all the way to a grand final. Um, you know, premiership contender. They lost the game where they were looking to go seven straight against Parramatta. And, and Parramatta put 30 on them that night. Like, it was a convincing win. And they scored early. Since then, Kempi, since then, they've lost four, four of their last five games. And I think they've averaged, over those four matches, they've conceded like nearly 30 points every game. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot spoken about their attack and how lethal they can be at times, like their right edge and their left edge are, are, are very good, very good. Um, and they look classy, um, you know, when, when they get their attack on. But it's their lack of defense that is costing them right now. Yeah, so Tommy's uh, just reaffirming your point, Smithers. From round 1 to 11, they conceded 13.6 points a game, which was second in the comp to Penrith Panthers. Mm. From round 11 to 17, they have conceded 32.8 points a game. There you go. Wow. There you go. Wow. Um, this occasion, the numbers don't lie. They want, and and oh, I tell you, they paint the picture, don't they? They really, really do. And... And I've got to say, you know, I don't think the Rabbitohs are out of it by any stretch. I think they definitely still can be a premiership threat. But I do think what a missed opportunity this month of rugby league has been for them because they head into, I think, two buys. They were playing outside of Para. I think they were basically playing either teams that weren't in the eight or teams that were out of form. They had a really a, a big opportunity to, at the very least, cement themselves in the top four. But 
minor premiership as well. It was there for them. If you check their run home from that point on where they were sitting at top of the table, and I think the two or three buys they had coming up, they really had an opportunity. They'd got all the hard work done at the start of the year. They played, they essentially, uh, you would argue they had the hardest start of any club to the season. They played all the big dogs, got it all out of the way, and then they get to the middle of the year and it's there to, to set themselves up for a potential minor premiership and just just completely collapses inwards. It's it's very, yeah. very surprising. Yeah, it's been a, a, some sort of mini capitulation really, hasn't it? And and I don't know, mate, there's a, there's a few factors that may have you know, contributed to that. Like they've had a few injuries, particularly, you know, Latrell Mitchell, he spent a fair bit of time off the paddock now. I think it's something like, is it is it four games that he's missed? Four games for the Rabbitohs? The yeah. last four? I it'll end up being, played from. It'll end up being eight weeks since injury when he comes back. Yeah, there you go. So it's an extended period of time. Um you know, and, you know, maybe is it a factor of, too, that they played so many games consecutively without a bye, whereas all these other sides, they had an opportunity to have a break, they got a rest, they come back fresh. There were some clubs that actually had two buys. Yeah. Before the Rabbitohs had their first, which I, 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 for the life of me, I don't understand why. Maybe that had something to do with it as well. The positive for them, though, the positive for them, and they've dropped all the way down to eighth, like they're, they're nearly dropping out of the top eight, is that they... They banked those wins early. They banked mm. a lot of wins early, and they've got a couple of buys up their sleeve. And I think they've they've got a few matches coming up against teams quite low on the ladder, which you would expect them to win. Yeah. But they they can't. If if you're a Rabbitohs fan, don't just think that's going to get you home. Yeah. A couple of buys and playing some teams down below, like this footy side, they need to have a a, a good discussion about where they've been in the last month to five weeks the things that haven't worked so well for them and change them quickly. And and quite easily, the first one is is their defensive uh, systems and, and, and what's going wrong in, in that part of their game. All right, after the break, we're going to continue our round 18 preview. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Let's preview our game of the round thanks to Suncorp, building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. It's the mighty Storm versus the Penny Panthers Friday 8pm at Marvel Stadium. Storm Team News. Cameron Munster recovers from Caxonitis to return at 5-8 in the only change. Panthers teams, all of Penrith's origin stars return to the starting side. Smithers, what do we reckon? Yeah, big one this one. Um, Playing at Marvel Stadium. Kempe. How good. So under the roof. A um, little bit wet down in Melbourne at the moment, so the roof will be closed. I think they'll they'll get that pitch. It'll be a nice dry pitch um, for both of these footy sides to get out there and try and play a little bit expansive. I, th- I think for the Storm, um, you know, knowing that Penrith, they are out and out the the best defensive side in the competition at the moment. So I think they'll be they'll be trying to use the footy a fair bit and and early in the game they might try and move them side to side, maybe a couple of early kicks from. Hughes and Munster might try and turn their their wingers around and just keep them on notice. But um, Penrith, like they 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 just they just keep producing, don't they? Like they rested all of their Origin players last week and they still come up with a victory. It was against the Knights, who you know like they're they're not doing so well this year. But still, when you when you're missing what four or five of your best players um, and still come up with a victory, like and I and I just want to give. One of their players, a rap tire and Peachy, I thought he was outstanding. A couple yeah. of tries, try assist, a line break assist. Like he was so good. Big and then this week dive. you can't even find a I don't think he's 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 on like the extended bench. Yeah. 
can't even find a spot in the top 17. So, you know, it, it just shows the system that they have there at the moment. You know, the game plan that they have where one player steps out, the next player comes in, and they just they just fill that void and, and play their role for the footy side, and they get the things done. So this is, this is going to be a real tight one. I'm siding with Melbourne being at home um, in front of their home crowd. This will be a pretty big crowd too, Friday night at Marvel. Um, they've 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 started to just you know slowly and, and in some ways under the radar creep up this ladder like they're equal yeah. first right now yeah they're sitting third you know on four and against but they're they've crept slowly up this ladder to be equal with both the Broncos and the Panthers on twenty four points so um, yeah I think I might be might go down to golden point now I think I think Storm will win it in regular time maybe by a couple of points two or four points for me. Yeah, what a clash. What a clash. I mean, it's uh, first I wanted to uh, give massive raps to Penrith. And I don't think it's been, you know, a sign of, I guess, a good club is when you don't really hear much about the staffing or the admin or whatever. And look, it's very easy to say that when you've had so many success. But let's just take stock here. Two years ago, it was because Trent Barrett was the assistant coach. And that's why Nathan Cleary was playing really well. Trent Barrett leaves the club. They continue on their run. Then it was Cameron Seraldo. He's the reason. He's He's got an ear to the young players. He brought them all through. He leaves the club. Webster leaves the club. Their coaching staff has had a complete clean out, and they are still at the tippity top of the comp. I think Ivan Cleary doesn't get enough raps for what he is achieving right now at the Penny Panthers. Uh, I think it's amazing what he's managing to get out of these players. Like a guy like Peachy. Like who thought Peachy yeah. had that game in him still? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think, you know, when you're talking, you know, I mentioned before about, um, you know, players coming out and new players coming in and just nothing changes. I think the same with the coaching staff. I think there's just an expectation on this football group. And I'd, I'd say to be the whole organisation at Penrith right now is that no matter, you know, how experienced you are, how many games you've played, how long you've worked in a certain position in your field at that organisation, there's an expectation that you go there and you do you do your job. You play your role the best you can every day you're at, at work. Um, and you can see that. You can see that when they go out and play their football is that everyone understands their role and they work extremely hard at it. So come game time, there's no there's no um, confusion as to what's expected of you. They, they just go and get their job done. Yeah, mate. And uh, onto the storm from my perspective, I think they found their mojo. And their mojo, in my opinion is Nelson Asafa Solomona being on the field for as long as possible. Mm. Now, uh, Tim, the great Tim from our Monday Review podcast uh, on Bloke in a Bar, a few weeks ago he said, look, I just need to, I just need Nas to be on the field more because it seems like they're just a, such a different side. Mm. Ever since then, if Nelson Asafa Solomona plays more than 50 minutes, Storm will five from five. In the, wow. uh, the games where he plays less than 50 minutes – they, uh, I think they've lost like their, you know, I don't know, one from four or whatever. It's not a good record. Mm. And so I just think that because the depth of forwards at the moment at, at the Storm, it's it's slowly growing and it's all new people. So it's going to take some time. But right now it's quite shallow in my opinion. So Nelson on the field just gives you the momentum that you were lacking without Pappenhausen, without Cheese. He has replaced Cheese's ability to get that quick ball rolling so that Harry Grant can get out of dummy half. Cameron Munster can be on the front foot. And also, since uh, Nelson has gotten on the you know more minutes, Jerome Hughes is completely unlocked. He's starting to play his best footy, and yep. so if Nelson can stay fi- uh, fit for the rest of the year, 
and then you get Kamakamitha back with Christian Welsh not tied from origin. Yep. I think the I think the Storm are a premiership threat this year, and I think they've snuck up on everyone. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a that's a key to Melbourne's um, success this year is that trying to get some big men consistently on the park, and I think that one-two punch of uh, Sofa Solomona and Kamika Mitha, having those guys there to create momentum for guys like Harry Grant and and Jerome Hughes, those two players in particular, um, it it it's it's the way they like playing. They like playing on the front foot. They like playing fast. They like getting Harry Grant out of there. He's a runner. He's a natural runner of the football. That's a, that's the strongest part of his game. Um, and it, and then when he gets forward and they all follow, then that's when Hughes and, and Munster all jump on board with that. So, you know, I think, as you said, mate, the the, the result of bigger minutes for Asopa Solomona has, has you know, resulted in some positive results for Melbourne. This is going to be a great game, though. Yeah. Great game because no matter what you throw at Penrith, like they they find a way to turn you away from their goal line. They just they just find a way. They 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 know how to do it. And there could be some big, you know, sort of well, not big because you know a loss to either one of these sides doesn't see them really drop too far down the ladder. But the but the winner, the winner, I I guess will be leading the comp after this round. It, they'll really separate themselves, I think. You know what I mean? Like, they'll be the out and out. Like, this is the team that is is really pushing for a premiership. I know Penrith are obviously missing Cleary. Also, just quietly, if I was a half marking Nass, I'd, I'd, needle both, I'd needle both shoulders before playing. I'd say, coach, my shoulders are good, but I don't want to feel a thing. If I get knocked out, I just get knocked out. Mate, where, where, like, if he hits a hole like he did on the weekend, right, and you're defending as that half where Schuster was, where are you hitting him? High, or high, up around the ball, or are you going around the legs? I'm trying to time it so as he goes past me, I chop him. <laughs> but let's are you just get behind him and hold the jersey and ankle tap. Look, look, <laughs> let's just mark it down for a missed tackle, all right, Smithy? I did my best. Oh, right, right. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, look, yeah. I didn't know how to tackle from the wingers at the best of times. Big Nass run at me. No chance. Mm. No chance. That's our game of the round. Thanks to Suncorp. Make sure you're Queensland covered. Search Suncorp Insurance for a quote today. That's the Suncorp spirit. After the break, Raiders v. Titans. Welcome back to the captain's run. Let's get into it. Raiders v. Titans, Saturday, 3 p.m. GIO Stadium. Smithers, what do you reckon? Yeah, good matchup this one, Kempi. Um, both teams, you know, they'd be pretty happy with themselves over the over the weekend. You know, the results going their way. The well, the Titans getting a getting the job done against their big brother, the the Broncos, and the Raiders. Well, they knocked over the Chookins. Um Look, I, I think Raiders. I think Raiders at home. Um, you know, the the Titans going down to uh, Canberra to play this one. Their away form this year is, well, I think they've had three losses, five wins. Uh, Sorry, three wins, five losses away from home. So they haven't got a positive um, record away from home. And I think this is is pretty hard. Like if, if the Raiders get in that style of footy that we talk about a lot and really just drag the Titans down and slow them down, Titans want a fast game of footy. They want to be able to use the football. They want to shift it. They want to go wide and then play footy back through the middle, interchanging of passes with their middlemen. Um, Big Tino coming back will help that. But I think if if the Raiders have the ability to slow them down um, and play the game at their pace, I think they win it. A little bit makes it a little bit harder without Papali'i though, hamstring injury. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm tipping Raiders at home. Um, I'm 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 torn on this one. I'm torn because. 
the Titans that turned up last week were, were phenomenal. They were really good. Now, yeah, okay, your Broncos, certain things didn't go their way, but the Titans really, really showed grit. And the mm-hmm. kind of form that a guy like Fafita's in, and then they get Tino back, Brimo fighting for a spot at fullback. Initially, I think I picked the Raiders, but the more I look at this this Titans side, and, and I just feel like it may have galvanized them, the loss of Holbrook. Uh, mm-hmm. They just... Put it this way, on the weekend, we saw them play the kind of footy we've hoped that the Titans can play. So I'm really torn. I will say from a Raiders perspective, geez, they love a dogfight, don't they? They yeah. can't help themselves. They do. They and, love and, it. And, mate, you look at a, you look at a few of their players, right? It, it's it's a reflection of the players. And maybe that's part of why they get recruited to this club. Like you look at, you know, Wolford, Horsburgh, Jack Wyden. They love that, like, rapping. They love that style of footy, just getting rough and, you know, just upsetting the opposition and getting a little bit, you know, under the skin of the other team. And they love that stuff. Maybe, you know, Sticky's rubbed off on them, obviously. But um, that's the way he played. He was, he was a little bit more verbal than the physical part of it. But I don't know. You know, like, I look at this Canberra side. Like, not one player has played Origin. Yeah, so well. they're not dealing with, you know, playing multiple games in succession um they've just gone week to week and talking about you know brimo sort of lining up for an opportunity to play state of origin well guess what the number 13 for canberra uh, yeah hey the big red dog Corey oh, Horsby, he's yeah. a chance too with flegler flegler being out so yeah he was part of the camp last uh last game he was 19th man for queensland i'm sure he'll be in for a big one to impress billy as well Mate, I the day I saw him in tears, he was so passionate on a footy field a few years ago. I fell in love with the big red, and seeing yep. him in a Queensland jersey, it just looks right. You know what oh. I mean? Just the big red steaming. Just I think Fatty Fatty Borden's been pushing for him. Yeah, he, I he mean, wants him in there, mate. Get him in there. All right, Cowboys, Hello, red fella. Cowboys <laughs> versus Tigers. Uh, how do you see this playing out, Smithers? Well, the Cowboys. How good are they going? Are they back or what? Are they back? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. They've been playing some pretty good footy over the last sort of three weeks. Um, I think they're going to be too strong for Tigers. Although, although, Tigers, are, what was it, a month ago? Five 60, weeks? 60. 60 points, Kempe. Oh, my God. Um, Holy schnitz. Yeah, no Jason Taumalolo um, uh, against them that previous time. He's named it 18th man this week. Apparently he Come was low, supposed – they reckon like hamstring two to four weeks and he's made a miraculous recovery. Yeah, so they're keeping the same side. They had their origin players um, back up and play against the Rabbitohs last week and they all played well. Val Holmes was good. Drinkwater's in some really good touch at the moment. Um, Dane Laurie playing 5-8 for the Tigers. Oh, look, I think Cowboys too strong. Too strong at home particularly. I think the Cowboys, it's looking like they found their groove. Scotty Drinkwater. I Look, I, I've sp- said this earlier in the week. I know there are fullbacks ahead of him in regards to New South Wales, and but on a selection table, I believe that his name should be there for New South Wales next year if he continues his form. Yeah. Yes, he's a little bit different to the the prototype they've been going with for a while now. With your Teddy, obviously, you got Minicello, who was you know uh, really good in contact. Yep. But you know maybe they do need a, a different angle of fullback. You know, I would say Scotty Drinkwater is more of a ball playing fullback, and in in Origin. That, it's all about the little spacing. It's not really about the physicality in the sense that they're both both teams are tippity top physical athletes. Like, mm. but it's the it's the mind that 
gets the the points. You know, we watched Reese Walsh, the way he could strip numbers, DCE, Munster. And I just think that although he's not at the top of the pecking order, I, I think that they should begin to just have him on the table, Scotty Drinkwater. I, I really do. Um, mm. Currently sitting second in the comp for tri-assists, averaging, I think, about 1.2 a game, beaten only by Cody Walker. So if you're a team that has field position but you're struggling for points, get a guy that gets tri-assists. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Just my thoughts on that. Yeah, well, that's that's obviously next year. Tedesco yeah, will finish with game sure. three, and we'll see what happens next year. What about this game? The last one on Saturday, Broncos v. the Dolphins, and it's at the Gabba Kempe. What's Gabba. going on with your boys? Mate, huge test. Huge test. Now, that, this can be a blessing or a curse, this whole situation, because they find themselves without Walsh, Ricky, and Flegler. Now, Tristan Saylor was outstanding in his club debut. Palacia, we know how good he can be. He's actually off to the Titans next year, so another great signing for the Titans. Xavier Willison, he's been a young gun coming through for quite a while. I actually think that this may be a little bit of a blessing in the sense that it just takes away that edge that Broncos had in regards to relying on talent rather than game plans. We saw on the weekend too many players, and and Reese Walsh specifically, trying to take the game into their own hands rather than trusting in a game plan. And I think that maybe with Ricky Flegler and Reese Walsh out, it might just take that like that confidence a little bit away from him and go, okay, let's fall back on what Reynolds wants us to do in a game plan and get the points by grinding it out rather than just forcing it due to our you know incredible talent. Um, yeah, what do you think, mate? Mm, well, listen, I'm I'm a bit concerned. Okay, all right. The Broncos they've got eight eight games to go, Kempy. There's a similar situation to last year where this team they started to slide and i need to ask you i need to ask you oh can you see that happening again this year because last year was a couple of injuries a suspension to pat garrigan now ironically there's a three-week suspension to uh reese walsh which has been one of their main men playing in the one jersey and now we've got long-term injuries jordan ricky and also tom flegler Look, I, is this the beginning of a slide, look, or do you think they've learned from last year? They can handle what's what's happening with few personnel, and they'll get through it. Look, I think I see your point, Smithers. I see it, but I just think that the the game against the Warriors showed me that there's more to this footy side this year than there was last year. Yeah. I think that also the grittiness they've showed at times this year. I didn't really see that last year. So you're right. It's concerning. It really is. And that's why I said it could be a blessing or a curse. This could be a disaster or it could galvanize the boys. They play a bit more conservative rugby league and they stick to a game plan. Um, The positive is, though, is we still have Paddy, Reynolds and Haas. And any team with those three players in it should be making the top eight. That's how good these guys are. Yeah. I'm, I'm backing them this week. Um, even though they've got um, the Dolphins, they've got a handy um, player in this week, Jeremy Marshall King. He comes back to the dummy half role. Um, even though I thought, you know, Nick Arima, he had some pretty good touches last week. Um, he'll make a, a, a big difference to that Dolphins outfit. I think the Broncos bounce back and they win it. I hope so. Uh, Dolphins, I think that Jeremy Marshall King, the so underrated how much. He, he arguably could be one of the, well, not one okay. of the boys of the year. He's definitely one of the buys of the year, but we talk about how important Appy is to the Tigers, how important Cookie is to the, the Rabbitohs. Jeremy Marshall King is equally as important to the Dolphins. Absolutely. 
Um, Absolutely. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we continue our preview of round 18. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. Bulldogs v the Knights, 2 p.m. at Core Stadium. Smithers, what do we reckon? Well, the Newcastle Knights, they were brave against Penrith. Um, went down 20 points to 12. But, you know, liking what I'm seeing um, from this footy side at the moment, and, yeah, they're, they're under pressure. They're under pressure to perform and get results, and the coach is under pressure too. This, this might be an opportunity for them to relieve some of that pressure um, off their own shoulders against the Doggies. The Doggies are just, you know, they're, they're I don't know, they're, they're, they've, they're in a bit of a hole at the moment. In a bit of a hole. Um, I think, you know, they're coming off a bye, though. So at least they've had a chance to sort of maybe reset a little bit and, you know, re-energize themselves and get themselves up for this one. I think Knights, though. I think Knights, uh, as we spoke about, Caelan Ponga, he could, you know, really play himself into a Maroons jersey for game three. He'll be out for a big one. I think the Knights get this one against the Doggies on Sunday. Now, Smithy, we're about to, to break a record. Listeners, are you ready mm-hmm. for this? Yes. I disagree with you, Smithy. Oh, I no. disagree. Really? I was super Why disappointed with the Knights. Super disappointed with the Knights uh, last mm-hmm. week. I just, I, I was disappointed because your season's on the line, your coach is under fire, and you complete at 62%. Yeah, that's true. Like, I just, yeah, there's there's grit and they work hard, but come on, like, you've got to be better than that against an understrength Penrith side. I just think that they, they owe the fans their, their themselves. They owe themselves because I agree with you in regards to they've shown so much grit and fight this year. Yep. They really have. And it, it was just such a letdown that they go to Penrith with a season on the line, their coach's job basically on the line, and 62% completion rate. Like, that's yeah. so poor. And that and that can be that coupled with their ill, Ill discipline. Like they gave away six penalties as well. Oh. So that, that doesn't help your cause. Against the side, we've already spoken about them before, against the side that's well drilled and they all know their roles in Penrith. So then they're two, if they fix those two areas this week, I think I think they win. I think I think they come away with a comfortable victory, actually. Oh, no, I, I agree with you there. I, I do think that the Knights get the job done. Um, because the good, the positive in that silver lining of disappointment is these are fixable things, as you just said. You know, you can fix your completion rate, you can fix your your errors, you can fix your discipline. You can't fix ticker. And the one thing that the Knights have shown this year, at, at least from probably like round four onwards or whatever, is a lot of grit, a lot of grit. So I think that um, they'll bounce back this week. In regards to the Bulldogs. Look, I know Bulldogs fans are getting super impatient and I, you know, I get comments all the time about, oh, Kimpy, how long are we going to wait? We've got to wait. But I said before the season started, like not only with this massive injury toll they've struggled with, but the, the Bulldogs were never going to be ready this year to make a top eight push, in my opinion. It, it's, yeah. it's always going to be looking towards 24 and 25. What do you reckon about the Doggies? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a slow process, isn't it? And, you know... Fans want wins straight away. They want results straight away. But it, it's it's a lot harder than that. It's you know, it takes time to, particularly players coming from other clubs to to adjust and and um, you know learn the traits of, of what uh, the, the current coach is after. And it takes time. Like like Penrith didn't all of a sudden become yeah. the benchmark of the competition. Like mm. they they actually struggled for a little bit. Same with the Roosters before they won their back to back competitions. But they they finished dead last, didn't they? 
not mm. not long before they had that turnaround in 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 fortunes and, and form like they they finished bottom of the ladder like around 2015 or 2016 something like that and I think I'm think I'm right when I say well, that people were calling for Cleary's both Cleary's head yeah yeah that's right so you know like it, it takes a little bit of time but when it clicks it it it, it can be really really good mm. so just stick with your team yeah mate uh, we're going to head to a break after the break seagulls versus the roosters what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Let's get straight into it. Seagulls versus Roosters. What do you reckon, Smithers? Well, huge names coming back for Manly. There's about half a dozen of them, Kempi. The two Drabojevic brothers, namely Jake. He's been out for quite some time now, and I think they've been missing him quite a bit. Um, just his work around the middle, of course, we all know that, but his composure and just the confidence that he brings to the rest of this footy side. His younger brother, Ben, he's back. Jason Saab, Kelman Tualungi, and Brad Parker. I love Brad Parker. Mm. He runs the ball hard and direct, and he just he asks questions every time they play to him early out in that uh, out in that edge. He forces his opposite man to make tough tackles. They got to be committed. Roosters, bit going on. There's a few out. Um, Swalee he returns to the wing. Radley's going to play on an edge, mm. so there's a little bit of chopping and changing to happen here. I think with all those names coming back, I think I think Manly win. They, they weren't great last week. If you look at stats alone with Melbourne, they were pretty evenly matched. And if you looked at that alone, you're thinking, well, that would have been a tight game. They were beaten convincingly. They, they just couldn't find any points. I think they'll be a lot better this week at home. They love playing at Four Pines. I think Manly for the victory. I'm going to go Roosters. I think Ooh. that uh, I like Radley on an edge. I like Sandon Smith. I think he's getting better each game. Uh, and I did. They just. It's got to come good at some point, surely. Jeez yeah. Louise. Jeez Louise. You would think. Oh yeah. I mean, I hope so. Well, I don't really hope so. If I'm being honest. But um, <laughs> now onto our. It's because we like staring up Tommy. Absolutely. Now onto our sure thing. Uh, sure thing. Sh- uh, share our sure thing for sure hire the temporary work experts. Surehire.com.au. Smithers. Sure thing. My sure thing this week for sure hire is going to be. The Warriors, Kempe, at home against the Bunnies. Okay, okay. Mine is going to be the Cowboys. I reckon they get the job done. Oh, the Cows. Yes, Tigers missing Appy, missing Brooks. Okay. I think it's just too strong, a bit too strong. Uh, Shore Hire, Australia's most complete shoring, propping and traffic product range. Call 1300 Shore Hire. Make sure to subscribe to the Captain's Run on Apple and Spotify. Give us a follow on Instagram at SEN League. uh, And we'll see you next week. See you next week.